Have you ever wanted to be a little healthier, but feel like it's too late for you? This might give you some much needed encouragement. Check this out. Women between the ages of 45 and 65 volunteered for an experiment where they started eating healthy, getting a little bit of exercise, taking a couple supplements, and they learned some relaxation techniques to try to be better about handling stress. Well, after just eight weeks, so two months doing those little changes in their lives, blood tests revealed a reduction in their biological age. That's the age of your cells Mm -hmm. by five years on average. No kidding. Some women's biological age decreased by 11 years in two months. Look at that. That's really something. You know those emotions when your kid does something and you're mad at them, but happy they're okay all at once? Coming up, wait till you hear this story. Hey, you know that jumble of emotions when your kid does something and you're mad at them, but you're also so glad they're okay all at once? Well, check this out. A little 10-year-old boy stole an SUV and drove it down the interstate all because he wanted to see his mom. He stole a Buick Encore in Michigan Tried to make it over to Detroit. He was near Flint. <laughs> wow. He was a terrible driver, <laughs> swerving all over the place. So uh, a couple of people called 911 and a police tried to stop him and that didn't deter him. So they were able to utilize the OnStar, OnStar system to disable and the stop the oh, SUV. Wow. So what I want to know is how does that make you feel as a mom? Are you mad that he did it, but also like, oh, he wanted to see me. He was desperate <laughs> to see his mommy. <laughs> That's quite a jumble of emotions. Yeah. I, I think the answer to that one is, what were you thinking? <laughs> Get into driving the car all that way? Wow. This is really cool. An idea I had for airplanes looks like it's one step closer to fruition. And I could not be more excited about it. I'll tell you about what's going on in just a minute. So there's this idea I've had for airplanes forever, and and I think it's going to finally happen. It's okay. at least finally in the design mode. Right. Uh, remember I told you about how as a high schooler we would take those Lynx buses on youth group trips, and the bus would fold out to bunk beds at night, and the girls were all on this top layer, and the boys were all on the bottom, and you'd wake up in this fabulous place and have okay. this awesome youth trip. Well, they are designing Bunk beds for airplanes. There you go. So people can finally get some sleep. They just had this big design competition worldwide. Look at that. And I think it was a group of students from the Netherlands who cool. won for their bunk bed design. I'm so excited. Because so, then you can get to your destination rested instead of exhausted. Okay, so airplane travel. It's glamorous. It's fun. Not. Not at all. <laughs> Try to sleep on an airplane. It's impossible when your seat is upright. I don't know about you, but my head constantly is bobbing oh, all around. Yep. Every time I fall asleep, my head starts bobbing. Why is it frowned upon to put your seat back? My if, husband and I were asking that same if they question don't the want other day. You to put your seat back. Why do they even have it as an option? Right. I, I even don't get it. Read the other day that you're supposed to clear it with the person behind you before you recline it. Why? Like, but it's like half an inch. They're not even going to notice that you recline because it's right. such a tiny recline. Nowadays. To me, if it's if it's this big, you should never do that. Why do they even make it available as an option for us to do? I don't I don't get it. Hey, this is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the day. Good news. Do you have a dream you're striving toward? This guy will inspire you that it's never too late. Sam is 72 years old and he just graduated from college. And get this. 
his 99-year-old mom was in the audience cheering him on. Whoa, no way. <laughs> it's been 50 years since he graduated high school. Sam heard an ad on the radio about a degree in script writing at Georgia Gwinnett College in Lawrenceville, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And he said it was like his car started driving itself. As soon as he heard the ad, next thing he knew, he was in the office registering for classes. Hmm. The father of five had to learn to study all over again, and he was pretty nervous about going to school with young people. But guess what? They ended up adoring him, and they cheered so loud when he walked across the stage to get his diploma. I bet they did. How awesome is that? That's so cool. So who knows? Maybe pretty soon we'll be like, oh, yeah. That's a movie that Sam wrote, you know, the guy who went to Georgia Gwinnett College. Yeah, you can tell he's a scriptwriter. It's as if the car started driving itself. Yeah, it's true. Okay. <laughs> that sounds way to go, Sam. I totally bit the hook. That was great. <laughs> Are you going to any weddings in the near future? Coming up, check out how this bride shocked everyone. Are you going to any weddings in the near future? My niece is getting married on September 10th. I'm so excited for her. Uh, check out how this bride shocked everyone during the reception. There are many couples in this room who got married during the pandemic and did not get the opportunity to have a first dance. So I would like all of our pandemic wedding couples to please rise. Please, would you take the floor? Yeah, so they got to have this special moment. There was about four couples, and of course, it's all caught on video, and they were just looking like just so lovingly into each other's eyes, kind of like, let's pretend this is our first dance. And one of the couples, the wife had a sweet little baby bump, you know, because they've been married a couple years now. So everybody is, the video has been shared like a bazillion times. And people who got married during the pandemic are really touched by the gesture. Oh, it's a great idea. Have you noticed lately, you know, anyone getting married, like I was mentioning my niece, Kaylee's getting married, how expensive weddings have gotten? We're going to talk about that in just a minute. You know, anyone getting married anytime soon? If it's if you've noticed that wedding costs are up, it's not your imagination. Kev, you want to guess what they just released as the average cost of a wedding? Hmm, uh, $25,000. Ooh, you're good. $29,000. That's about a thousand more than last year. And I have this uh, fascinating story to tell you. Uh, I can't reveal who it is, but someone I know was posting from a wedding on Insta Story, and I was like, what? This looks like a set from a movie. What is happening? And then I took a screenshot. I couldn't resist, Kev. There was a post of one of the appetizers at this wedding. Mm -hmm. And it was individual ice sculptures for each person with the initials of the bride and groom. And then the shrimp cocktail was in the ice. I got a picture. See the picture? Isn't that crazy? (laughs) And so I DM this person on Instagram and I was like, Oh my goodness, that wedding you went to, is that a million dollar wedding? And she responded, oh, it was more than that. I helped plan the wedding. That was my boss who got married. And I was Mm. like, what? (laughs) Like, I just can't imagine spending that much on one day. You know, like you could buy a bunch of houses and boats and all these other things with the money that they spent on this elaborate party. Dear boss, I couldn't help but notice how much you spent on your wedding. Therefore, this seems an appropriate time to ask for a raise. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) I'll have to tease her about that. Seeing how much expendable disposable income you have. (laughs) Yeah, it was crazy. That's nuts. So 
every guest had their own individual ice sculpture with the shrimp cocktail in the ice. Yeah. I don't know when you're with just, the bride and groom's initials, the first name initials, sculptured most, in. Most people, I don't think, are at that level where money is no object, and sure, we'll have that. You know, you're weeding stuff out. I don't know. Should we go with the expensive flowers or the mid-range ones and try to save oh, a few bucks? My mom and I did all the food my, <laughs> ourselves for my wedding, like a little brunch yeah. at the church fellowship hall. Well, and yeah, your, your mom did the individual ice sculptures for all of you, right? <laughs> yeah, right. right. <laughs> so we're talking about weddings and how expensive they are nowadays. And I, I bet Instagram and Pinterest have driven up indirectly the cost of weddings because all of these young brides-to-be will see all of this stuff mm-hmm. on Pinterest and Instagram and, and think like, okay, this is the expectation. Individual ice sculptures for every guest. Everyone has that. I've got I got to have that. Yeah. Like <laughs> right? when, when I was a little girl, I remember a teacher at my school got married and it was a Christian school, so salary was pretty tight. And um, I always thought every single wedding had fruit punch, and a little bowl of nuts and a little bowl of mints. And I thought that was that was a wedding. Like, that's what you do. You're, you're and the cake. Your, put the mints in your pocket. Hope nobody sees me take these. But these are really good. They're kind of buttery in the middle. They're yeah. awesome. <laughs> you, can't get, you can't get these at Quick Trip. Because every single wedding I went to at my church, that was what it was. This one lady made the cake. You had the fruit punch with the sorbet, like, or the sherbet floating yeah. around in it. Yeah. And the mints and the nuts. And that was it. <laughs> and that was the wedding. So what what I'm saying though is I I believe that Instagram has been a gift and Pinterest has been a gift to wedding planners because <laughs> people no see doubt. all this yeah. stuff and they think oh that we must have that it's not is it even really a wedding if you don't have individual ice sculptures for everyone I don't think it is There's a pastor in Brazil and he was noticing that there were a lot of stray dogs around his neighborhood and he felt awful for him. He's like, they're just, you know, walking around all the time. And he thought, I've got a couple hundred people are gathering every Sunday morning. So he takes a dog a week. He'll take in a stray, bathe it, like take it to the vet, feed it, get it, you know, like presentable. Mm-hmm. And he takes it to church with him on Sunday. And Adopt just, a pet every and Sunday? He, has the, he just has the dog <laughs> with him. And the people in the congregation know this dog is available to adopt from the pastor. Aww. And he's adopted dozens of dogs out that way. That's awesome. It's like closing in on almost like 50 dogs. That's from, cute. It's from like an extreme doggy makeover. Isn't that cool? I was like, boy, but that's a way to to use your platform for something else that's really great. And you got you know people in and around that neighborhood know, oh, that's the dog that's the dog pastor. That's yeah. the dog church. And it it takes away a a level of I don't know, like a roadblock for people feeling like, oh, that's a place that gets me or that's mm-hmm. a place that understands me. I mean, we've got that big he he gets us campaign going, right? They're spending yeah. billions of dollars to try to tell people, oh, yeah, Jesus gets you. And by virtue of that, the church gets you. And here's a pastor doing something very simple that says very loudly, oh, that's we really get cool. you. We know you love dogs. Guess what? So do we. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't and you that can awesome? Adopt one. I love that story so much. So Kevin knows me too well. He knew as soon as he told the story about the pastor who tried to get dogs adopted, I would Google it because I had to see some pictures of the doggies (laughs) and wait till you hear the cutest thing I found. I'll tell you about it next.
So we found this cool story about this pastor who uh, takes in stray dogs and then takes them to church with him and uh, and has them at the church for people on Sundays. And they know he's bathed them, he's cleaned them, he's defleed them, he's mm-hmm. fed them, and they can take them home and uh, make them their own. Yeah. But and you, found, you dug a little further and found Kevin out a little knew, more? Yeah, he goes, you're Googling it, aren't you? And I'm like, yes, I have to know more. I have to see photos. And Taylor's really my fact cool, checker. <laughs> no, I wasn't fact checking you at all. I just wanted to know. I want to hear the rest of the story. And um, what's so sweet is a couple of things. One, he lets all the dogs sleep on the bed with him while they're with him getting their extreme doggy makeover. He said they're like his children. So they sleep on the bed. You should see the smiles of these dogs. And then my favorite part is, you know, you said he brings the dogs to church in Brazil so that people can see which dogs are available. Um, They do something in church that I try not to do, but sometimes happens they all fall asleep. There's one asleep right there on the front altar. There's one asleep sidewaysness in the middle of the aisle of the pews. Like they're just like, this is a really nice place. I think I'll take a nap. The right. sermon is boring. I wonder how many of the dogs get adopted and they're like, Can I go back with him? He was yeah. better. <laughs> I got to sleep on the bed. But yeah, you should totally Google it because the pictures of these dogs with their smiles. It's it's priceless. Yeah, well, figure the change in their lives. They go from being street dogs. Oh yeah, there's a before picture. Yeah, to being loved. It's really it's cool. The before picture, the um, ribs are showing. Oh. I am concerned, Kev, that a uh, something that was iconic from our childhood, where it was like, yeah, yeah, I've done that, is gone the way of the dinosaur. And I think maybe together as a show, we can revive it. I'll tell you what it is next. There's something that I think most of us used to do when we were kids. That is, I'm afraid, perhaps going the way of the dinosaur. What is it? Uh, I was flying down the highway the other day and I saw this minivan and it was loaded with mom, dad, kids. You could see like stuffed animals in the back window Mm -hmm. and it had one of those car top carriers on the top. And you knew it's road trip. It's summer vacation time. (laughs) And I was waiting for it because I'm like, oh, they're going to do what I did when I was a kid. And they went right by a semi-truck and didn't make their uh, uh, motion with their hand. And they missed out on that thrill of the truck driver doing that for you. And I'm wondering, like, are there truck drivers that listen to the Kevin and Taylor show that are like, yes, they're screaming at the radio right now. Taylor, it's happening. Nobody's doing it anymore. We need to revive it as a show. So... Uh, did you do that when you were a little kid? Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course, yeah. It was just so fun. Kids are they're too busy looking at their phones or their little uh, like little game Is that things, what's happening? Gaming things to look up at a truck. Oh, man. If you're a truck driver and you're willing to do that for us right now, that would be so fun. And we can show kids what a thrill it is to do and make the motion of your horn. All right. Are we on to something? Are our kids not getting truck drivers to beep their horns like they did when we were little? I'm fairly new to it, but I've been driving about a month now, and I've only seen it one time when I passed the school <gasps> bus. But the majority of what you see is exactly what you touched on. They're looking down on phones, they're on iPads, and this. Oh, it's all electronics man. because I would, I mean, I would love to give these kids the thrill, you know, to, yeah. But they just don't do it. And it One keeps, time and it keeps going uh, into their teenage years. We've had friends who their teenage kids have gotten their driver's license and they don't even they don't know how to like drive to the grocery store because they haven't been paying attention 
to the roads. I'm I'm not kidding. They like don't know how to get places because they've been staring exactly. at their devices instead of the neighborhood and the roads around them. Tim, you're not in your exactly. truck right I, now, are you? I am. Oh, will you do it for us? Will you beep your horn for us? Certainly. All right. See, this is what you're missing out on, kids. You got to try it. Here's the best part of that. Taylor actually did the arm motion. (laughs) (laughs) Great. (laughs) Have you heard about this side benefit of men being happily married? A happy marriage can help men fight off work-related burnout. That's according to brand new research. For men, career success, you know, can often become a fundamental aspect of their identity and their self-esteem. As a result, they may feel more pressure and stress at work. Well, satisfaction with their marriage and feeling supported in their private life helps men handle whatever comes their way at work. So Hmm. well done for those of you guys are in really happy marriages. I think that would that isn't that true for for women too. Though? They studied it and it helped women a little tiny bit because women don't tie their identity as much up in work. Hmm. It wasn't it, the impact was far greater on men in hmm. happy marriages. Fascinating. Coming up, wait till you hear where helicopter parents are showing up. Wait till you hear where helicopter parents are showing up. The workplace. <laughs> no kidding. Yep. Anxious parents are filling out job applications for their kids. They're appearing at the interview. Uh, they're uh, mediating work conflicts. No Recently way. at a Dollar Tree in Loganville, Georgia, a mom didn't like the way a customer was treating her daughter. Uh, she's a cashier. So mom showed up to give the customer a piece of her mind. Some managers make a commitment not even to consider a kid. If they find out mom filled out the application or shows up to the interview. Well, d- and, you can uh, understand why, right? Oh, yeah. Lots of parents will s- try to sit in on interviews as well. But often parents getting involved does way more harm than good. And kids can become the laughing stock of the company. Mm. When you hear that, how does it make you feel? Or maybe you've been that parent. We'd love to hear from you, too. We're talking about parents showing up for job interviews at the workplace, all kinds of stuff. When you hear those stories, how does that make you feel? We'd love to hear from you. What if it, what if your coworker's parent showed up at your office and started like kind of ordering people around? We'd love to hear from you. Hey, Marilyn, it's Kevin and Taylor. So you heard that moms and dads are applying for jobs for their kids, even showing up at interviews? I'm not a helicopter mom, but I'm a landing. My daughter, when she was a teen, she worked at uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken because she was scheduled to get off at 11, and the manager was refusing to let her off, and she was crying, and she called me, and I said, I'm on my way. And I went up there in my nightgown and my bonnet, and <laughs> the store was closed, so the door was locked. So I'm standing out there like a male woman. I'm knocking on the door, knocking on the door, and the poor child that came to the door was so afraid, she opened the door and let me in. And so I went in and said, where's the manager? And he was sitting in the back, he doing whatever. And I went back there and sat down in his chair and said, so meet my daughter's mother. I am here to have a conversation. <laughs> Follow-up question, how much longer was she employed there? The, the word got back to the um, uh, corporate office. They offered her a job at any uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken she wanted to work at, but I think that was her last night. <laughs> there you go. Had a feeling. Had a feeling. Mama shows yeah, up in the nightgown. <laughs> <laughs> 
so wild to read a headline that says helicopter parents are showing up in the workplace. And Kelsey, you actually hired teenagers? And do you find that uh, moms and dads are showing up? So only a couple times, but I've found that when that happens, the kid doesn't want to be there in the first place. So I end up hiring Uh, somebody who doesn't want to work to begin with. Now, helping a kid fill out an application, I don't think that's a problem. A lot of the kids I hire are first time interviews. Mm -hmm. They need help. What they really need help with, I will tell you, I've had about 80% of my interviews come in sweat. Ooh. What? Sweatpants for an interview? A job interview? Wow. Yikes. There is some help needed in some areas. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we definitely have a way more casual society now. I mean, my... My wife freaked when our youngest daughter came home from the grocery store wearing slippers. And she was like, excuse me, I have not raised you to wear slippers. And she's like, mom, everybody does it. And sure enough, I'm, I was driving home from work watching kids walking to Starbucks from a very hoity-toity private school, whole like pack of young girls, all of them wearing slippers. Are you serious? All of them, like 100%. <laughs> I was like, must have been 10 girls. I didn't know this All was of them thing. wearing slippers. I was today years old. Yeah, so... Things are changing. That that's that's for sure. But to that end, you know, wear a pair of dress shoes. You're going to stand out. <laughs> right. Even jeans. I don't mind a nice shirt, but not sweats, not leggings and crops. That's right. Not leggings and crops. Can't imagine showing up to a job interview in sweatpants. And by the way, d- disclaimer. Uh, my daughter's not showing up to job interviews wearing slippers. Yeah, she just went to the she grocery to, store. Yeah, she just ran to the grocery store like that. Which, from you know, where my wife and I sit, we're just appalled. But. You got to pick your battles, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that Always. Ain't, that ain't one of them. That's not a, that's not a hill to die on.